Welcome to the Efficient Private Clients Podcast, where we delve into the intricacies of the financial world and bring you our latest market and economic expertise. We continue today with our discussion on resources or commodities as we look deeper into the history thereof. Once again, I'm your host, Carl Papi, an investment specialist with Efficient Private Clients. We are joined by Sufiso Nkambule, an assistant portfolio manager with Efficient Private Clients. And yeah, continuing our conversation from last time, uh, resources have an interesting past, dating way back before terms like investing existed. Can you give us a brief history of where the use of resources began and how this evolved uh, to the way we know them today, where you can actually invest in them in the investment environment? Yeah, I think the, um, the most relevant part of I mean, resources history for for where we are today, I think it comes from as early as 1849, around that time. Okay. Um, so what was happening around that time is that you, you started to, you had international trade mm. and then um, infrastructure was built around Chicago to transport uh, agricultural goods. Okay. So what then that led to, it led to the Chicago Board of, board of Trade, the Seaboard, mm. mm. which then became which, which is what we know today as the the, 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 the CME group, which okay. yeah, that, that trades commodity futures. Mm. So a, a, a huge part of where we are today, I think, is it's 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 more accountable. It comes it stems from the from that the agricultural sector. So around 1869, around that around that time, that's where you started to get your first futures contracts, mm. which were which had standardized standardization, yes, yes. which. Uh, you know, it, it gave you uh, grades and the quantity and, you know, settlement methods mm. and all of that. But that was initially, I mean, um, initiated to try and uh, and and stabilize the, the price swings in the agricultural sector mm. because of the, I mean, seasonality and, and seasonality of both supply and demand gave you cycles where there was extreme shortages which spiked prices up. Uh, they were all seasons where there was a lot of excess which uh, depressed prices as well mm. so to sort of find that ground uh, the futures contract was then you know established. Um, yeah established to sort of lock in the price that okay. should, that would be yeah, would create that exchange but generally their history is largely attributable to what the happenings of the of the agricultural space mm-hmm. and yeah that's how the, the the Chicago Board of Trade actually developed just because the infrastructure that that was required to transport agricultural goods mm. was yeah, established in Chicago, and then that created that issue. That meant Chicago became the the, the hub, the, the hub essentially. essentially. Okay. Essentially, yeah. yeah so, and I suppose everything before that was we couldn't consider investing. It was yeah. trading. It was bartering. Uh, yeah. I think even if we look at stuff like the spices with the Dutch East Indian Company and mm. salt. You know, mm. at those times it was. You yeah. know, salt was worth gold, yeah. but no one was investing in salt. You either owned or worked mm. for the company and you traded. Yeah. So I don't think we can quite call that investing. Yeah, essentially the commodity was your money, basically. Yes. So it wasn't, you, you couldn't necessarily think of it as, um, as an investment product mm. because mm. it was something you needed to use to, to get another resource that you may have wanted for food, for exactly. stuff like that. Yeah. But in this case, it can be an, an instrument to grow your wealth. So you mm-hmm. can essentially buy the resource yes. and hold it and participate in its price appreciation as well. Yeah. So yeah, like so I, changing that standard 
change set the base for exactly. how to actually invest and invest in commodities yeah. and resources mm. okay so let's talk about the role of resources in economic development and growth and what kind of impact they had yeah so generally i mean commodities are concentrated in specific regions mm. so um you you myself and you we can't just open up a shop at the back at the back of my house and say we're selling iron ore yes yeah we have exactly. to go to the place where iron ore is actually concentrated and develop that as a mine mm. so in terms of it's 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 in yeah, it's economic development is that you found uh, international companies coming into the local economy mm -hmm. to exploit those um those deposits yes and then it would translate to uh the, the hiring of the local uh, the people of the local community mm -hmm. you know uh, the, the the stuff like royalties you know for the fiscus as well yes. so uh, generally that would be that that the, um, the influence of of commodities that because of their concentration mm -hmm. they tend to um uh, boost the 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 you know, the economy as a whole the economy the local economy as a whole if I yes. could put it like that because it was a bit of outsourced capital so I, to speak. I, yeah because you can't really say you can take them out of the ground um, yes. and move them to your to your uh, preferred economy mm. it has to be has yeah, to service at the source, at the source. okay so I think um, given that nature of that uh, and, uh, and I think the other point is is accessibility of commodities so okay. if you look at the the, the ability to trade commodities in different futures markets mm -hmm. it meant that even countries that don't have those resources um, within within their, their own geographies yes. they can get access through the financial markets to those those, yes. those required something resources. like a Switzerland like I a mean, Switzerland they have, mm. like the no natural resources exactly they're quite wealthy and Japan is another example as well mm, okay so they I mean you can you can access the accessibility of resources is now very easy through you know the development of these markets as, yes. as, we, as we've spoken about um, the, 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 the Chicago Board of Trade mm -hmm. for example yeah so I think in a nutshell that would be the effect the constant the effective concentration of mm -hmm. commodities within a specific economy I think that that aids a lot in, in terms of the capital that's coming from uh, various parts of the world being invested in the in the local economy yes. so that's that's a big part of how it, it, yeah. it, it ultimately helping it grow further mm. okay if we look at uh, factors that influence the price of resources what factors have an influence on resources over time and do we see many of these still today maybe if you could touch on things like environmental and social impacts as well yeah so the prices of resources mm. is actually um, a very interesting thing to have a look at yeah I know the petrol and diesel price is always a, a fun one for yeah <laughs> yeah um, the reason I'm saying this is, is because typically it's a story of demand and supply mm -hmm. but it's more a story of the lack of supply than okay. it is demand mm. um, and the, I mean if you look at the fact just take the war for example mm -hmm. the war when it broke out in ukraine yes. with uh, with russia and ukraine nickel prices spiked over 60 percent in, in a single session and that had yeah. nothing to do with demand coming in but there's the fear of the lack of supply mm -hmm. that that spiked prices 
palladium as well was another was another commodity that spiked when when the when Russia invaded Ukraine. Yes. So the 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 um, that's that's why I'm saying that it's a uh, it's it's, a, it's it's very interesting because even on the side where, where demand is quite excessive, mm. the prices also react to that. Lithium, lithium was a perfect example in 2021. Mm. It, mm. it reacted aggressively to to the fact that there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of, of 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 demand. But typically, the the fear of a lack of supply. Yes, I mean platinum this year as well. When when load shedding intensified, you mm. saw the strong reaction on platinum, regardless of the fact that you know global global expectation we had it we had we had expected economies to slow down globally mm, mm. just the fact that you know supply is no longer coming online and the fact that the, the general fear of knowing the lead times to mm, get mm. to those to, to get to those commodities yes, then yes. puts that supply pressure into the system and then commodity prices tend to get pulled okay. yeah and uh the the the, the social economic um, mm, mm. factors I suppose there's a lot of harm done to environments and stuff through processing. Through processing, uh, yeah. You know, the, the companies try to reduce that, but obviously, they they pay to do that, so it must improve yeah. the prices. Yeah, the, there's. Um, I mean, let's take the DRC for example. Okay. There's um, there's there's obvious there's obviously issues around human rights violations, mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. um, and and a lot of the companies that needed cobalt for mm. example i look at trying to develop technologies to move away from cobalt okay yeah not because it's uh it's not because not an effective yeah commodity yeah, yeah not because, because of the social impact just because of the social impact okay. so that in itself has a knock-on effect to the to the to the congolese economy yes because, yes definitely yeah the, it's the main export it's the main export because it's I mean, if you want to do cobalt, if mm. you want to trade cobalt as a miner, then you have to have assets, asset your assets in the DRC. Yes. So in that the social impact around that, uh, I mean, the social effect around that is that just because of these issues around human rights, mm. companies are trying to shy away from doing business with the DRC. Uh, from an environmental point of view, I mean, you saw a couple of weeks ago there was an article on the Business Day that uh, the coal-producing companies are, not, are struggling to get insurance now. Yes. So they have to keep cash yeah. on hand to actually essentially self-insure. Yes, yeah. yes. So that in itself, then it means that some of these companies can no longer invest for growth because mm -hmm. there's there's cash that that needs to be kept on hand, just because of the fact that some of these commodities that they are essentially participating in mm -hmm. are deemed not to be, you know. Are environmentally, yeah, yeah, environmentally they're friendly. Accepted, they're not socially accepted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not socially acceptable. But it's a it's a cost to the company, and it mm. can be a cost to to an economy as well. Like that the illustration that I just made with the DRC. Yes. So the impact on price then varies because for something like um, uh, energy commodities, mm -hmm. if you have less coal and you have a growing economy, then you the energy demands then grow but yes. prices should then become expensive because of the demand pull from that side yes yes at the same time if you're having i mean uh, stuff like that's happening in the drc where companies are trying to thrift their their cobalt use then that mm, puts yeah. pressure on uh, the downwards pressure on the on cobalt prices yes, yes. yeah so that's from an from a, a social point of view the the price the impact on prices can vary uh, depending on yeah, uh, 
can you substitute the economy? Mm, yeah, I mean, can not. you substitute the commodity? The commodity, yeah, yes, yes. Or not? And if you can, then it's going to have more of then, impact. Yeah. I mean, coal is also an example in itself. You mm, look at mm. uh, when you st when everyone started to try and move towards being more green. green yes, yeah. The, the pathway commodity was deemed to be natural gas. Mm, and, if, mm. and essentially, the coal prices started to, uh, to, to trend lower. Yes, yes. I mean, coal prices, if you look at the period from around 2021 just before 2022 your average coal price was hovering around 60 dollars 60 to 70 dollars a ton yes yes so these 400 dollars that we saw last year was more of the what we spoke about the lack yes. of supply the fear of the lack of supply mm -hmm. of energy products that yes, then yes. yeah that pulled coal prices to 400 and those peak yeah. those peak numbers but essentially because in the system, there, there was that attempt to substitute coal mm -hmm. and bring in a new something, um, else. something else. But it was being substituted from the point of it not being environmentally friendly. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. it was substitutable because there was some there was another energy source. Yes. So yeah, so that's 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 in a nutshell what I can say about uh, the impact of the social yeah the social impact of. I it. think we also see this a lot more from first world countries i mean hmm. ourselves not necessarily being in a first world in south africa we more worried about keeping the lights on hmm. and i hope we stay that way yeah yeah this comes yeah. this thing keep burning the coal we can yeah. be green after the lights are staying on yeah well that's so debatable <laughs> <laughs> okay so i got one more question it's, it's a little bit of an odd question but hopefully in line with resources why is currency other than maybe the u.s backed by resources uh, such as gold I imagine it has something to do with its past um, being used as a currency and you know is it actually relevant in today's world where a lot of the currency's value is based on the belief in the currency yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't say backed perhaps because I think that's okay. more um, technically if you say backed you would say maybe if you present like, like a one-for-one one exchange yeah one-for-one one type okay. of exchange but I would say that the um, currency can be impact in theory mm -hmm. if there's a large there's a huge concentration of that commodity and then demand for that commodity spikes okay yeah theoretically that's that's how it should work because mm. if if there's if globally there's a strong demand for platinum yes then the rent should strengthen because the plat the, the largest deposits of platinum are essentially mm. in south africa so i would say that yeah, the, the commodities can have an, 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 an impact on, on, on currencies from that perspective. But mm. yeah, I wouldn't go as far as saying that it, it, it essentially backed, because then we would be saying that yes. the rent is essentially backed by platinum. By platinum. Yeah, so okay. I wouldn't say that. I think that's... Yeah, but taking it a bit too far. Yeah, taking a bit too far. But I think, yeah, I mean, for perhaps people who are interested, I mean, they can go mm. into our YouTube page. I think Davi actually covered that okay. in, in, his, in his talk about um, whether the dollar can be can be replaced. Yes, yeah, yes, I think in, that, in that session. In that okay. session. So, I think for anyone who's interested, perhaps yeah, in exploring that, that, that topic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No. Perfect. Uh, I think you guys will agree that with great minds like Sufiso in our team, uh, it would be a waste not to use efficient private clients as a resource in your investment planning. Thank you.